My name is Maria Kent Beers, and my co-host Rachel Martinez and I are pleased to present Remember Me. This podcast is dedicated to preserving the memories of those diagnosed with FTD. We hope this episode leaves you feeling more connected, provides a deeper understanding, and allows you to learn to accept the good. Always, always accept the good. This is Remember Me. Yes, we're going to say it together. Okay, this is our side chat in three, three two, two, one. Okay, Action. so it's, it's our unedited side chat. So we're not moving away from our typical storytelling because I know everybody loves that and we love that too. But we're just going to do some little breakout side chats, unedited, right? Right. I get a break Maria from editing. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess people want to get to know us. So this first one's going to be about us, right? I think so. I'm interested. All right. So and Rachel. I think people people want to know us beyond FTD and our connection. I think they want to know who we are. And if they don't, that's beautiful. you can wait till next Monday. Okay. And you can just. Yeah. Oh, we should talk about that. We have some amazing guests coming up in the next few weeks. So we'll just plug that. So um, in no particular order, I'm just going to throw out some names. So um, Melissa is going to be talking about her father in Mm -hmm. Hawaii. And um, we've got Justin coming up who is talking about a long family history and we get into genetics and um, he's participated in a lot of genetic testing, so we'll give some resources for that. We've got a ton of people lined up in the next few weeks that we're interviewing. Yeah, Rachel. we've been calendaring for what October? We're now? booked the end like of October. October. Oh, so should we say if you want to um, share your story, um, please uh, fill out? We have a form on. Um, artjunkstudios.com slash remember me podcast. And if you think it's random that it's on this Art Junk Studios site, that is my business page. We're using that right now as we grow. Um, that's kind of our landing page right now for the podcast. So um, visit us there, send us a note and we'll get back to you. And um, yeah. Book you. We'll book you and you get to meet us. We'll get you in the light. <laughs> And we will do our best to tell uh, your loved one's story. So um, we've made so many beautiful friends and connections so far. So that has been amazing. And yeah, so all of that is still coming. But today we're doing a side chat. This is side chat this number is a one. Fun one. This is a fun side chat. And if if you don't think it's fun, wait till next Monday. Because this is just about Maria and I. And we are getting to know... Mm-hmm. We are letting you get to know us. Actually, a lot of these questions, I don't even know your answer. Really? Okay. Yeah. Should we start with me asking you or you asking me? I'm afraid about my pausing. I'm not, I, I need a minute to think about things, but I, the editor in okay. me is like, there, there can't be pauses. There can't be pauses. 
Okay, so okay, who's going first? Okay, how about I do first? an easier one? I'll do an easy one. Okay, start. okay, okay. Okay. This is easy for me. I hope it's easy for you. What's your oh, biggest... Oh, wait, do people, people know our voices, right? I'm Maria. Yeah, Rachel. I think people do. Okay, okay, good. I okay. So I'm asking Maria, what's your biggest fear? That's an easy one. How is it an oh, easy one? <laughs> I'm giving away all the questions. Um, okay, so do, my biggest... Do, do like a real scary fear that like not spiders and bats, like do a, a big fear like that. And then a more like normalized fear. Okay. I'll go okay. first. Do you want me to go first about the fears? I have them okay. ready. Yeah. It sounds like you like this one. Okay. Go ahead. You go ahead first. <laughs> Am I excited about fear? <laughs> My biggest fear, like day-to-day -day stuff, elevators, birds, Hold on to your pants for this one, okay? The gynecologist. <laughs> oh, that's can't. legit. That's can't. legit. That's no, legit. like, like physically can't. Vomiting, not okay. Panicking, the white thing that you lay on on a table sticking to my body, I am not okay. The gynecologist had to have Nick in the room, not okay. Oh, okay. Elevators. That's a good one. Elevators, I take the stairs. 12, 12 floors or below, taking the stairs. Were you ever trapped in an elevator? Never, never trapped in an elevator. Can't imagine being buried. I think it's a little claustrophobia. I mean, I could ride one, but I'm definitely sweating or talking too much because I'm scared. Wow. And birds okay. are just an absolute no. I Yeah, very, birds freak me out too. But like, would you cross the street if a bird was in your path? Or, because I would. I'd drag my two kids across the street. We're not passing that pigeon. Okay, that's a little extreme, but I'm not judging. I'm just saying I'm not on that level. <laughs> so those are my, oh my three like, I try to avoid. And then like okay. a deep, deep fear. Um, my kids being sick. Um, that's a big fear of mine. Um, and dying unfulfilled. So I don't want to look mm. back on my life. I think that's kind of a general thing. Like you don't want to look back on your deathbed and be like, oh man, but that's should have done this, should have done that. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like I'm constantly reaching for more because I'm so worried that it's going to happen. Okay. That that's deep, but I feel like my, my, so when you asked me, what's your biggest fear? I just went to the deep one in my mind. And that is, I have a huge fear of death. And really? I think it's because of my trauma with like learning that my mom has this disease. But also I actually remember, um, I don't know when this popped into my mind. Sometime in middle school, I got really afraid of like something happening to, wow, we're really going to reveal a lot on here, Rachel. I know. People are going to think I'm nuts. Is, is the gynecologist part a little much? I mean. No, that's okay. We'll keep, I'm not editing this week, so we're keeping it. Okay. Sorry, everyone. Woo. Um, oh yeah. I think it was like in middle school, I started to get like a real fear of death and I don't really know why that is. But anyway, I'm so neurotic that growing up, I would literally wake up in the middle of the night and like make sure my siblings were still breathing. Really? Yeah. Do you do that with your son? Yes, of course I do. Oh, of course. Okay. I'm not the nutty one. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really nuts. But um, yeah, I just think a fear of something like terrible happening to my family. Um, and now what about like an easier fear, like gynecologist or elevators? Do you have something like that? Um, I'm afraid I like, I hate bugs. I really freak out. Like, like a, I'm a small child, like screaming when I see a bug, which is crazy now because my son's obsessed with bugs. Um, <laughs> bugs. I'm definitely afraid of heights. Um, took me a really long time to get into like, even like little kid roller coasters. Um, what else? I don't know. I think those are. We don't have to dig too deep for fear. Yeah, let's get it. Let's go to the next one. What's the next one? Okay, what are you most proud of? Okay, most recently, I would say I threw a big fundraiser uh, called Art for Amalia. Plug, plug. Mm -hmm. I have an Instagram account called Art for Amalia, um, where I post all my mom's art, and then we kind of like built this event around my mom's art and it was like an art um kind of like an art show and then we had like a ton of um sponsors and like gift baskets and we gave away a Prada bag it was like really fun and exciting and we raised a lot of money for MGH and I spearheaded that and so I felt so so proud after that it just felt really good to do put positive energy into something that has been so hard for my family and so devastating so that's a big one I would say that and also definitely graduating from college right yeah I hear that yeah I mean yeah go to BU go Terriers so I don't know is that lame I'm just thinking things off the top of my head because I'm a tired mom and I forget everything but yeah our family was big yeah okay tell me yours the thing that I'm most proud of, um, I think a couple. One, getting my master's degree. That was huge for me, especially in the time of my life. It was when my dad was um, already sick. So I was kind of managing that. And then I had both of my kids while I was still in school and in my traineeship. Um, being a mom, I'm really proud of my boys. Um, and I think one thing that is overlooked a lot um, in today's society are manners. And I'm really, really mm. proud of my children and the way that they speak to others um, in terms of manners. Like there's a lot of please, there's a lot of thank you. And I think that that's super. Um, that's amazing. I mean, it's, I, and they're I mean, three I and five. They're three and five. Oh, and that's good. But I just, I mean, it's not like, yes, ma'am, like I don't run, you know, a naval ship over here, but I do think it's important to carry yourself in a way that you're respectful. So that's, I'm really proud um, of them and I'm really proud of them outside of me. So when I see them, you know, interacting with teachers or other adults or other kids is when I really see who they are. Um, and I'm proud of, I'm really proud of sticking through um, my dad's illness. So I think a lot of times it just gets so overwhelming and so hard that it seems easier to just like block it out, not see him, not, you know, care give from afar. Um, but I, I definitely push myself to continue that part of me. Um, it's not easy, but 
I'm proud of it and I'm proud of my resilience through it. I'm very proud of you for that. I think we both have a lot of things to be proud of. Let's pat ourselves on the back. I think so too. And hello, we just started a podcast. Yeah, we did that. I was thinking too, like, I, I'm going to get really deep. No, we can't edit it. (laughs) I had just being super vulnerable and I'm sure some, someone who listens to this will appreciate it. I had me. terrible postpartum with my son and that first year of his life was really 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 hard and like finding the right help and then I was living with my parents and like watching my mom you know deteriorate and so that art for Amalia event I think one of the reasons I was so proud of it was because like I had literally like come out of darkness (laughs) like I I, it was a big deal because of where I had been like the year prior. Do you know what I mean? That's really sweet. Yeah. That's something to be proud of. A lot of people, A, don't get help and B, just, okay, well, this is my life now. I guess I just have to learn how to manage all these feelings. And when you're in a really hard place, it feels like you're never going to come out of it. Never, ever. I know. So to be able to like come out and then do this beautiful thing for my mom and enjoy it so much and have like so many of my incredible friends like be a part of it and like show up and people flew from like all over the country to come to it. I just felt like I came out of that bad place. So, so that and now look at I you. Proud. I mean, it's work in progress, right? We're in this together. Case. You're considering numero dos. I mean, we'll, we're putting everything out there. Welcome, welcome to the club. Welcome to the we'll chaos see, club. We'll see. God willing, God willing. We'll see I if I can handle a second job. We'll see how that goes. But yes. Okay, what's the what? next one? I like these. Yeah, me too. Um, what do you miss most about your mom? Oh my God. I miss our friendship so much. I don't want to cry on side chats though. Okay. So you miss her friendship. Okay. Should I just leave it at that? If it's going to get too emotional and you don't feel like crying, then yes. Okay. I miss our friendship. You go. I what do you miss the most about Frank? It actually used to really piss me off to be quite honest. He used to play the guitar Okay, in the living room, we lived in a small house. He would play his guitar in the living room with his amplifier, okay, like turned to beyond max volume. And my mom and I would be like trying to have a conversation and he would just be like in a musician's land and not turn it down. And I miss hearing his music, number one. Um, One thing I physically, um, I really miss his hands. He was, um, he had like, we have similar hands. He had really fat fingers. Um, And I remember those were my comfort, my chef, my taxi driver, my, I mean, someone's hands are like to me 
a little portal into who they are, all the lines and Mm. they have a story to tell. So I really miss his hands. Um, And I miss, he used to get mad and the sight of his lip would quiver. I miss that. Um, And I know good old Frank, man. Um, And I just miss like being able to pick up the phone and just chat with him. Yes, Um, yes, yes, yes. The last thing I miss is um, him being in this part of my life with me. So he got sick when I graduated college. So he doesn't know, or maybe he does on some level that I have two boys and that, you know, I was studying to be a therapist and now I'm doing this. He doesn't know any of that. So I think I really miss the memories that we don't have together. Yeah, you Those talked ones. about that before, and I, yes, I wonder, can people hear Liam crying in the background? Can you hear him? I can't. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, another, he's another... saying mommy, <laughs> refusing oh. to sleep. That's fine, that's fine, we'll tune him out. He'll wear Sorry if anyone out. can hear. Um, <laughs> okay, what, what's next? Okay, describe three things you love about yourself. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. What are, I mean, I know you, we just did the most proud of, but like what traits do you love? You go first on this one. What traits do I love about myself? Um, I love that I can, um, get deep with people that maybe wouldn't necessarily open up. Um, I love that even when I don't want to, I still keep going. Not like, Mm. um, no, I know what you mean. And I love, I guess that would be resilience or perseverance. Um, and I love the playful side that I show my kids. I love that. Okay. Did it spark something? Yes. I love that people feel comfortable opening up to me, that I give people that comfort. Like any job I've ever had, I've always had like people come tell me their life stories and like connect with me from different departments and stuff. And I don't know. I think I just, I, I, people have that ease with me. So I guess I like that about myself. Um, I, still am very idealistic and a dreamer even though life has most recently been very very hard so I like that about myself that I haven't really it's faded a little bit but it's still there I think that's from my mom and then it's three things yeah one more thing um this is so hard. I find that a lot of times I'm able to, this is a newer trait, I'm able to see both sides of a situation. That's hard. That's hard to do. That's yeah. mature. <laughs> Thank you. Um, That's maturity. Yeah. So, yeah, so I I can be compassionate even when, you know, there's turmoil and people are on different sides. I can sometimes see, you know, 
I can try. I, I think that's something I've learned through everything. This whole situation with my mom is like, you don't know what people are going through. So I think I've learned this like way of like putting myself in other shoes and like maybe being a little more compassionate. So those are sweet. I hope that doesn't sound like I like love myself. <laughs> Wait, we had to go me first because you couldn't think of any. Okay. <laughs> Nobody talks about that. Nobody's like, so want to know what I love about myself? Like that's an awkward, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. We got that one. Duh. <laughs> um, okay. Here's a good one. How would your mom describe you in three words? Okay dreamer um so my mom would call me world oh my god even though there's it well it's kind of because I sometimes thought the world revolved around me my my siblings will appreciate that I'm saying that um so oh, I was gonna world. say don't don't let your siblings hear this because they're gonna think you're the favorite oh no they know they, they all call me world um world and then because that's just an inside joke with us and then what else um I think determined yeah determined oh, are those good words good. yeah okay it's hard to guess right it's hard like, to guess I was thinking this I can't put it into one word but my mom would always say and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing I have she would tell me Maria you have very high expectations for people mm. I think she would tell me that when I'd get hurt growing up and things would happen she would but I don't know if she was saying it like lower your expectations or this is just who you are but that that's just one thing I thought about the other day but anyway go on okay you what would what what word would Frank use oh Frank I mean I think I have to address the fact that, like, I truly was the apple of his eye. So he's oh, going to yeah. use some I big words this. here. Okay. 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 I don't want to make it seem like I'm putting words in Frank's wait, mouth here. Wait. Is it like that Lady Gaga meme that's, like, incredible? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I haven't seen Someone it. Someone out there is going to know what I'm talking me. about. Incredible. Show-stopping. Never been done before. Okay, I'm going to send it to you. I, I was going to start with perfect, but I didn't want to go there. So I think what he, how he would describe me is um, empathetic, um, loving, and um, outgoing, I think. Probably would have been one. I mean, I don't, I really would say perfect, but that makes me sound like so into myself and I'm truly not. But that's not. what Frank thought. I, well, I mean, that's what I, that's what I think he thought. He's, he's probably sitting in his wheelchair, like, mm, that would have been number three. <laughs> okay. Um, how do you make it through your really hard days? I keep saying like through this experience, but it feels like so much of like who I have become is like through this 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 last like four years um, yeah so I have told many people this through this time I have become more grateful than I've ever been in my whole life through this tra it's really a tragedy right it's a tragedy mm -hmm. um a tragedy. so I think that 
I just grasp on to, like Frank would say, the good. Mm-hmm. I think about, like, I have an incredible husband, incredible partner, um, and, like, I have amazing family, and my dad, like, who will come on the podcast, is a superhero, and I think I just grasp on to, like, those good things. You know what I mean? What's your dad's name? Gary. Gary. I can't wait to have Gary on. Gary has like an outline of all of the things he wants to talk about. Shout out to Gary, first of all, for being prepared and organized. Okay. Secondly, for just the continued support, Gary. That's yeah. really sweet. Gary's the best. Gary's um, season finale material. So we're going to have him like later in the year. Oh, season yeah. finale. Okay, I know. I'm into it. We're gonna I'm have to take it. a like winter break. Maybe we shouldn't discuss this on the side chat, but you know, give people really? a heads up. Some people I'm are already counting on this podcast every Monday. So I know, and that's so sweet. That's so that's good. Um, I crossed the question off my list, and now I can't read it. Do you remember when it was? Oh, how um, do you get what through do you, the hard days? Yeah, how do you get through the hard days? Yeah, is that a um, stupid response to say, what no. I said? No, I think it's perfect. Okay, oh. okay, you tell me yours. Um, okay, it's kind of a two part because during COVID, tequila is truthfully. <laughs> God, oh. I can't wait to get the tequila. You did you me. ever get it? Did you ever get I it? I haven't gotten it yet. <gasps> I have to give you the tracking number. Okay, okay, for all the listeners out there, get out your wallets because it is a little spendy. Dose Arte's tequila. You can sip it. I'm I we are not sponsored by them. If they are listening, <laughs> please sponsor us. Dream big, dream um, big. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I I mean I don't use it to numb myself. I use it to take the edge off being with two boys locked down. Um and I love, I really do love a good tequila. Um I think it's really important to first acknowledge the hard days. So instead of burying it or acting like it's not happening, I communicate with whoever is around me. And it's usually my husband, Nick. And I never say this, but bless him. Okay. Because mm-hmm. when I'm having a bad day, it's, it's a bad day. Um, so first I acknowledge, then I communicate. Um, and then I kind of go with whatever feels right. I am a huge bather. I love a good bath. I, <gasps> I love, love a good bath. Love. I yes, I have the um doctor. I my kids love the little bath bombs with the things inside yes. from Target. Okay, yes. I don't, why are they seven dollars? Okay, <laughs> if they want to sponsor us too, great. Um, but I love the melatonin salt, um, and I usually make it like almost to where you can't sit down, like that kind of heat where you're sweating when you get out because it's like, I don't know, sadistic. I don't know why I do that to myself, but that's my kind of bath. Um, and I usually tend when I'm having a a bad day, I'm, I prefer to be alone Mm -hmm. and that's hard right now because we're all together. Um, but I think it's super important to just kind of know your limits. So I know Certain times of the month are extra, extra hard because the feelings are crazy. Um, and if I don't get enough sleep. So if I know, okay, I'm up till midnight, tomorrow's not going to be a great day. I can communicate that with Nick. Um, but I think 
your mom said it, you have to set your expectations appropriately. Mm -hmm. I think that's Mm -hmm. huge. So if I'm having a rougher day, I'm not going to be like, let's go and I don't know, X, Y, and Z that is going to make me rip my hair out. Um, So that's sort of the two-part answer. Um, And if it's like one of those days where it's like you're just on and off crying, tequila in the tub. Ooh, I haven't done that yet, but once I get that nice bottle. Yes, you're mm-hmm. going to have to. Yes. Um, what do you wish your mom could tell you right now? Oh, am I being a good mom? Tell me. Tell me how to be a good mom. Oh. That's what I wish she could tell me. That's so sweet. And I wish she could tell me if she's okay, but I think she's okay. She gives me a a look sometimes when I think she's all right. I mean, she's not, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't worry about me kind of look. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. I got it. Yeah. I know that look. Um, Well, I don't know, but I don't think she would have to tell you that you're a good mom. I think her watching you be a mom would give you all the answers you need. Hmm. Does that make sense? Like, I think that you guys have such a strong connection that if she just gave you a look, you'd be like, okay, got it. Yep. Doing great. A plus mom over here. Yeah. Oh, not going to cry on side chats. So it's okay. Side chats. So what, what, what do you want to ask? What, (laughs) what do you want to ask Frank? No. What would Frank what would I want him to tell me right now? Oh, what would you want him to tell you? Oh, I got that, meant that as like asking him a question. But yeah, okay. Oh, no, okay. So then what would Leah tell you? You're a good mom. Oh, what she, what, what would she tell me? Yeah. Like, what would you most like she, to hear? She would tell me, stop being so hard on yourself. It's all good. That's what she would tell me right now. 1,000%. Oh. Oh, yeah. The best. Okay, so what would Frank tell you? Um, he would tell you. <laughs> he would say, stop, he would say, stop sharing so much on the podcast that people, I mean, he with wouldn't. the Epsom salt and the tequila and the gynecologist, like, chill, girl. Okay, that's what he'd say. You know what he would say. I'm he would say tell it. me to just accept the good. But also... Your second part to that well yeah <laughs> but he would tell you to chill oh yeah calm down okay. take a deep breath everything oh. is gonna be okay yes 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 our parents are on the, the best. same I know they are. on the same kind of playing field here if you could go back in time and relive one experience with your mom not one that she missed out on, one that you have a memory of. What would you redo with her? Okay. The first thing that comes to mind, which I briefly mentioned in my episode, was the art retreat that I went to with her in Brooklyn. Um, honestly, I was kind of being an angsty, I wasn't a teenager, I think I was like maybe 20 or 21. 
but I was being like an angsty teenager. Like I was just like, why am I not bringing me Like, this is so weird. It's in the middle of like, literally it said on like the email, like confirmation. It was like, meet under this large tree in this like park in Brooklyn. I was like, this is so weird. And I did not appreciate how incredible it was that I was having, first of all, solo time. You won't understand this. I'm going to explain it to you. Solo time with your parent when you have three siblings, it doesn't really happen. So having my mom and me under a tree in Brooklyn doing art together and just doing something she loved. And I love art as well. I just like was in that team, that headspace. That sounds like a dream to me right now to go do that with my mom. So I would love to redo that. Oh, that's such a good one. But leave the attitude here, okay? Okay. I would not. I, I think, wouldn't have the tude this time. No, I think there was a time. Um, my dad was a nature guy. He loved to be out walking, hiking, gardening, whatever. Um, and I, because I'm me. Um, go to like, we're going to get eaten by a bear or a rattlesnake is going to bite you. And I'm going to have to find my way back to the car. So I always had these like thoughts floating through my head. I mean, (laughs) like, it's so awful that my brain does that. But, um, so I remember once we were at Will Rogers state park, which is a big park out in California, LA. Um, and it's multiple hiking trails and it's not like, like it's kind of a hike in some okay. parts mm-hmm. and I remember um he would always walk behind me and I'm like okay so if a snake crosses my path like I'm gonna be the first one but I never said anything like you walk in front because then I'm like well if a bear is behind me I'm gonna be the first <laughs> one to be so the we were walking you think about <laughs> I know like is that normal for a I don't know maybe I was seven no, I'm the same way I don't know why I'm judging and then, like, I wonder why Max is, like, so anxious about things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we were walking, and he asked me what I thought happens after you die. And maybe I wasn't seven, because I don't think he would talk about death with a seven-year-old. Maybe I was 12, 10. I don't know. And, you know, we had a very deep conversation about life and happiness and feeling okay when your time is up. Um, and I, I don't remember it verbatim, but I remember it was hot. My dad never wore a shirt. He was always shirtless and shorts and I mean, doing whatever. Yeah. He's like Liam. Um, so I remember it vividly had sunglasses on and his hair and we were both sweaty and those like big curls that he had. Um, and I remember then like, why is my dad asking me about death and dying and now looking back it was like such a connection and it was Mm. such a deeper conversation to have with somebody I just got done um on the live at five with Lauren we were talking about Huga Heige Huga 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 Huga. (laughs) um and she said hers is conversation and that actually brought up that conversation that um, my dad and I had. 
And it wasn't a special day. It wasn't, you know, it was really ordinary and it was just us spending time together. But that conversation just holds such a, I don't know, I I definitely have a different perspective on life now Mm. that I'm an adult. Um, I'd like to have that reenactment with him again, being young, but knowing what I know. And I know that's a cheating answer. No, no, but I I hear you. Like, I'd like to pick your brain. Yeah, I would really like to discuss that with him and see it now in perspective of him dying. Mm-hmm. what he would say then I I would find that very interesting and maybe a little soothing and a little healing I think too yeah yeah okay. you never told me that one yeah I know I feel like vividly he was wearing khaki shorts and, I mean, <laughs> dad dad with your jeans rollerblading and your khaki shorts um what is your biggest motivation for getting up in the morning my my family is that lame no I mean you physically have to get up because you have a little guy (laughs) yeah I do he doesn't I remember I remember like when my mom was first diagnosed and like the gravity of everything was set setting in and like I'm obviously very traumatized by that period of of time but yeah um I just remember like telling Mike like like with tears in my eyes, like we're going to have a good life. Like you and I, we're still going to have a good life. Like almost like promising him, mm-hmm. like I'm going to be strong and w- like, we're still like, we're going to live a good life together. And so I think that's why I, what, you know, gets me up in the morning is like just having that happy, sweet family love mm-hmm. that I really even through these hard times, like, I just really want that to still be a thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's really sweet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh, I mean, this um, podcast too, this is really motivating me too. So just throwing that out there. Plug, plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my biggest motivation is, it's going to get a little morbid, I think, but when I die, I want my kids to be able to look back and say, my mom was there and she was present and she bent over backwards to make me happy. And she, I will, and I do talk about my dad, but I will eventually tell them, you know, all of this when they're old enough to retain and understand. Mm -hmm. Um, But I want them to know, like, you can do the hard things. And this is hard. It is hard to raise my kids and lose my dad at the same time. Um, and I, I kind of want to, I kind of want to show FTD. I don't know. That sounds like I'm seven. I'm going to show him who's boss, but like I do, like I'm fighting it. I'm fighting right. it through my dad, I guess. I knock on wood. I'm healthy, but I'm, you know, I'm showing all these diseases that take loved ones too soon that I'm not just going to stay in bed. Right. Granted, I am so exhausted that I would love to, but I, it's not, that's not who I am. So I think that's the motivation too, is keeping to my core of 
me as a person and my persona. I don't, I don't want to just take the easy route. Right. Katie talked about that a little bit in her episode of, yeah, if if she she put it, like she didn't want to let FTD like have the last word and like their story, you know, and yeah. I keep yeah, thinking that really... about that episode because she just is, to me, she's so inspiring and in how she has overcome so much in such a tragic situation with her, you know, 30-something-year-old husband. Right. I mean, so yeah, I um, I hear what you're saying. You don't want FTD to, yeah, screw FTD. Yeah. You're going to get up every morning and like run those boys around in the pool. (laughs) Give it the big middle (laughs) finger. Okay. This is the last. This is the last one. Okay. Is it a good one? I think so. What would be one thing you would tell your mom if she came back and was lucid for a couple of seconds. You just got to be able to tell her like a sentence or two. I, I do do this still. Yeah, I know. do too. But what if she could, but, but uh, yes, but if she could, but uh, what I would tell her if I had a limited amount of time was you were the most incredible mom and you, and I will do everything I can to keep your memory going and fight this BS disease. <laughs> thanks for thanks for not saying the real word. I don't want to <laughs> edit anything this week. <laughs> I think that that's yeah, that's a very it's hard because I always want to tell her. Dad. Yeah, I I always I already do this. I look her in the eye and I go you are the most incredible mom. And I also look at her and go, how did you do it? <laughs> yeah. How did you do this? Give me all your, your eyes. Yeah, exactly. Blink once if it was hard. <laughs> she smiles when I say it too. I'm like, I think she knows what I'm saying. Okay. So what would you say to Frank? Um, I would want him to know that even though I'm, and I wouldn't say all this, but I would want him to know that even though I'm super neurotic and I run hot and I'm kind of a spitfire, that he did the best job in raising a daughter because the affection, the time, and the love has pushed me to do things that I don't want to do, or I know I should do, but I'd rather do this. He is the voice in my head that keeps me grounded and keeps me going. Mm. That's so beautiful. And I love I him. Love- oh, that, that's probably how I would Duh. say I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And... I just would want him to know what an impact that he made on me. Rachel and I want to thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. 
We'll be back to a normal episode next week. On Monday, we'll be telling the story of Melissa's father, Mark. If you want to connect with us, you can follow us on Instagram at Remember Me Podcast. We've also set up a Facebook group, search Remember Me Podcast. And if you'd like to donate to the Association for FTD, you can do so on our Classy page, give.classy.org slash Remember Me Podcast. This podcast is produced by Maria Kent Beers and Rachel Martinez, and the beautiful music you hear is by Bailey Kent. Bailey Kent.